0: Welcome to More to Come, P.W. Comic World's weekly podcast on comics and graphic novel publishing. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor at Publishers Weekly and co-editor of P.W. Comics World. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics. All right, this week on More to Come, I have the great and profound pleasure um, uh, to, to be interviewing um, Marguerite Van Cook and James Romberger, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Marguerite's new memoir, The Late Child and Other Animals, just out from uh, Fantagraphics. But, um, full disclosure, um, we're also going to talk a little bit about their background and my long history with them. Not only are they two, uh, fabulous, uh, fabulous artists, uh, both individually and, and as a creative team, but they, uh, the two of my oldest friends in New York, um, gave me my first one person show in New York. Uh, I am, uh, uh, an admirer of them and a longtime friend. So, uh, before I get even more revolting in, in my compliments, um, welcome to both of you to more to come.
1: Well, thanks for having us. It's always a pleasure to see you and uh, to chat with you.
0: Thanks, Calvin. Nice to see you. <laughs> well, you know, uh, we're recording uh, live from the Lower East Side of New York. I'm about three blocks away of here, so we're uh, we're, we're close in so many ways. Um, well, we're here principally to talk about uh, Marguerite's new book, a a, a really extraordinary, beautifully remembered uh, memoir of her childhood to her adolescence, uh, illustrated by her great and longtime partner, James. Um, We're going to talk about that, um, but before we do that, well, you know what, you know, b- before we do it, I would like, uh, uh, Margaret, just to say a little bit about this book, because it's, it's really a, a really vivid memoir of, of your childhood. So maybe you could give uh, our audience just a little bit of idea of what the book is about. Um, but then I'd also like to talk a little bit about your background, both of your background, as really a creative force here on the Lower East Side for decades. Do I, am I aging, all three of us here at one time? So, but, but yes, could you tell maybe just a little bit about The Late Child?
1: Well, I um, started to write an, an autobiographical uh, novel, and I realized very quickly that uh, in order to write about myself, I needed to tell my mother's story, hmm. because none of us springs fully formed. Sure. So my mother had a unique history. She, was, uh, she lived in Portsmouth during the Second World War, um, and she also had me when she wasn't married. Mm-hmm. Two things which were very strong markers in her life mm. and which I felt were worth talking about. Um, so, the experience of being bombed out in Portsmouth I mm. thought was an interesting story that uh, needed to be told again. And um, what she went through was well, and if, at the end of the, the war, she uh, lost her first husband and was uh, in the middle of adopting a child. And as a single mother, they wanted to take the child mm. away. Mm. So that was the first time she had to fight for to keep a child. And then when she had me 12 years later, as an unmarried woman, mm. she was also subjected to rigorous scrutiny through the judicial system in England, um, which was just a horrible experience. Mm.
0: And so. those are some, some of the really powerful sections uh, of the book. Uh, and, and and powerful because of your writing, but also because of the depictions that, that James uh, put together. You want to talk about that a little bit? Well, I, I, you know, number one, I wanted to, I mean, I guess this is our most major
2: effort since Seven Miles a Second, and I wanted to do something with that kind of level of depth of substance, and I particularly felt like the issues that Marguerite's dealing with in her writing there have that kind of weight. Uh, certainly, the, uh, she had written things with a sort of, uh, shall I say, a cinematic scale, so it, it enabled me to do the kind of storytelling I like. That's like, you know, across several pages, like the mm-hmm. kind of spread of of uh, vistas, mm-hmm. and, uh, and an also with a of lot of sensitivity, surrealism and, as and, well. And surreal, and, and, yeah. In
0: part, I mean, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah.
2: Su- with incorporating surreal aspects that that lend themselves to the comics medium. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would say that you know it is a, it is a fitting. Uh, Follow up to seven miles a second in that in that way, and uh, I, mean, I think it's the best writing I've ever worked with, and uh, it really gave me opportunities to draw the, to kind of stretch stretch my uh, my abilities, <laughs>
0: and also. Uh, uh, James' uh, sense of strike things for emphasis. Yeah, I don't want I I to <laughs> slap my hands down on the table, but yeah. Well, I'm, I'm going to interrupt just there because I think uh, this is a perfect moment. I think to, uh, to after we'll just give our audience a little bit of a, a tease of the book. We're going to return to that um, uh, to, to to looking at the book in uh, in much more detail. But um, the, at the mention of Seven Miles a Second, uh, once uh, another really terrific book, really the your acclaimed memoir. By the late artist, uh, David Uh Both of you collaborated on it. You did the drawing. Marguerite's color is amazing. Um, David was obviously uh, a very close friend uh, to you. But this is also a good way, to, I think, to segue it really into a little bit of your background as really amazing creative, if, I, if I'm not embarrassing you, create major creative forces on the Lower East Side art scene, both on the comic scene and the gall- gallery art scene. Uh, this Here's where more full disclosure come in. I, I mean, I think I've known you guys from about 1984 or, uh, I was in a show right. <laughs> Yeah, I was in a show at the old Ground Zero. I mean, when I try to cover, I mean, one of the things I guess I didn't say at the beginning of the intro- introduction, not only are you artists, musicians, uh, writers. Um, you were among the earliest uh, g- uh, gallery deal- uh, dealers on the Lower East Side back in the day, um, kind of even pre-East Village art scene. Um, and you, uh, once again, you gave me my first one-person show in New York. At, uh, at, at I guess that was the second Ground Zero. When I first met you, um, you were living in the back of a gallery space on East 11th Street. Marguerite was pregnant with Crosby, uh, your son, who, had, who has since grown up to be a hip-hop and gallery artist uh, in his own right. Uh, and I think we, besides the fact that we were both, I was making an artist, I was making art, and you were showing it, uh, I think we bonded over uh, our mutual love of comics. That's before you worked for Publishers Weekly, as I recall. Uh, you were really yeah, you know what, I might have still been this. at Library Journal in yeah. 93. Where we, you yes, ran you know your
2: what? own magazine at 108 after that. Yes, and yes, that's, that led well,
0: to the Publishers Weekly. Thing. That, yes. that, they're, they're, I have a story to tell here, too, but, but, but we're going to keep the story on you, too. But as <laughs> and an and artist, I, I, I remember there. <laughs> you were in Robert
2: Costa's group <laughs> that show. That was the show. That's where I you. written such a great press release for that show called Start Again. And yes, that was talking about files of Destroyed canvases yeah. that uh, actually, New York Times critic Grace Gluck came down on her bicycle, saw your piece on the wall, and put it on the front of yes. the Sunday Arts and Leisure section. And uh, you know that really was the first article that we major oh. press that we got in the thing. And it was a major bit of press for
0: you. As it was. Well, it was. The, I was blown away. Actually, so it was really? a year and later, they would let gave you, you sell you the pieces. I would call <laughs> <of these. laughs> So well a year later we gave you well, the you one
2: yes.
1: yes, well you live and learn Calvary. Yes, I did. Well I you know I hadn't been but in New York uh, that long. you
0: still have the piece? I, I do still have the piece. <laughs> I do but we still. did we Although, did you know just. what? I think I did you know what? I actually I think I may have sold that piece. Because you know what? Later <laughs> on, much later, I actually was in a show at the old uh what was that guy's name? Remember the gallery on fifty seventh Street Adams or Oh, what was or the Adam guy? Adam Baumgold or something? No, it wasn't Adam Baumgold, um, though oh, I, didn't never mind. I didn't know. I don't know. In any event, there uh there was a there was a terrific gallery on 57th street who i went to i apologize for making this a little bit about me but it used to look at <laughs> look, i think it was Adams gallery i forget his first name but he, no no well, it, yeah. it was on 57th street right off right near 6th avenue uh and he used to on tuesdays he did open portfolio and what happened to me was what you know you you think happens to a new york artists but it almost never, never happens, happens. <laughs> i went through a portfolio sitting the the guy saw my drawings he said you know i really like this and he put me on a show on 57th street and i sold a drawing but it was much later and i was like oh well, you know, at least you learned
2: to sell the stuff by like then that. i was like oh
0: god <laughs> I, you know i you know I, w- I didn't expect to sell it and i didn't have that many drawings because so <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. i came in your opinion about me what
1: we liked though was and it does go to the fact that we all liked comics so much and you were working in black and white of course. Mm. And we liked the flying marks. Yes. Know? So we were just, <laughs> yeah. you know... I like page lots,
2: yeah. of prime yeah. and and lots of flying marks in my work, to show About baseball. Uh, 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 yes, yeah, it's uh, true.
0: And other things.
2: Yeah. Yeah. narrative yeah. aspects. So
1: yeah. we had a very common love of that and Jack Kirby.
2: Yes, <laughs> so yes. And so we're going to get it to you. you know, when we were showing, and we also showed David Wanderow, which yes. became yes. A, a big deal. And David, at at the same time, I mean, he was he uh, in the process of when we... Actually, I started the comic with him after uh, just at the end of our running the gallery but he wanted he realized that I I would do comics and that you know it would be a good idea to do something with me so he gave me like a big pile of his writings Mm. and I adapted them into into comics form. similarly to how I've adapted Marguerite's Mm. uh you know memoir just now into comics form. so I, I kind of build the pages even though you know Marguerite's certainly coming in and also working in the color and Des, yeah. You know, working with me to design the scene to a point. I um, but, you know.
1: definitely tried when I was writing the the narrative to uh, to make the work cinematic and visual. So, you know, so, that, so in a sense, when James came to, to work with it, uh, much of it was already in there for him to, you know, to work with. And I know that he's, you know, he, I know he's good at adaptation. Yes, he's well. He's really, really good at adaptation. And that, mm. you know, so there's an a- aspect of trust, that mm-hmm. so comes into our working relationship. Mm-hmm. Well, I also have
2: to trust you to, to go in and, and deal with. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, Margie does a very unexpected thing with her color. I, it's never predictable from my mm-hmm. point of view that uh, she did the same thing with seven miles a second. It was like, oh my god, what have you done? Yeah. I, I, but I love it. You know? so, <laughs> so it, it has a, it adds well, the color, a very the strong, striking. Of course, in that book, gives it adds a very strong, organic, but you know, very emotional. Uh, a resonance to the work that's very unique, and so, you know, I think we have a, a unique collaborative a Collaborative.
0: Well, all of this discussion you know, really illustrates you know. one of the things I want to get at as we talk a little bit about your background, is that you both bring together so many skills. Uh, uh, you know, as writers, as editors, um, I mean uh not to mention the fact uh, we're going to jump around here a little bit because there's so much to talk about but um in addition to being really pioneering galler- gallerists on the, on the um on the lorry side um uh, i mean you you're part of the music scene I mean, uh, and Marguerite especially. I mean, maybe you could talk a little bit about that. I mean, you you, you toured with The Clash or you were open for The Clash. Uh, yeah,
1: I did. I toured with them. Yeah, yeah. In I England.
0: Mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, it goes on and on. Um, uh, you, I, you know, you, you guys had this band, but I don't think I ever heard you. I might have heard you once. Grade A? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um,
2: I'm not as good of a musician as Marguerite, but we did, you know, I did find that, I think, good part of what happened in the East Village was a kind of blending between art and music where, you know, people would be doing their art. They'd also be in a band I mean it's a it's a big difference to get out away from like the wall or the drawing Mm -hmm. board or whatever and actually go in front of people and have this very Mm -hmm. immediate experience. So that that was what was valuable for me. Marguerite certainly Mm -hmm. was a you know a rock star in her own right when I met her. So you know that When did you two meet? in about about 80 83 84 so Mm it was not that long Mm -hmm. before you know we met you was maybe about a year before we met you so well
1: i have to say it was a about two years because I was already pregnant, so I
2: just had to. <laughs> you know, it wasn't long, I mean, you know. One of
0: those things. You, uh, yeah. oh, quick. You
1: quick.
0: Went it right was, at it. also, awesome.
1: I went very quickly.
0: Also, set the scene for the Laurie. I mean, the Lurie side that uh, I met you on, and where you know, and I was living. I was living partly on the Bowery um, below uh, Grand Street at that time, before living in different places. Uh, I mean, it's not the. I mean, it's this is still a great part of New York, but it's a much different world in those days. And what you guys, your art, in addition to your comics, uh, James's pastels of the landscape of the Lower East Side of those years is are an extraordinary record of just what this. Uh, you know, of the nature of life on the. Lower East I mean, side. certainly
2: when I met Marguerite, she was much more involved in music, and I really wasn't involved in a gallery type of situation. I was, I, I was, you know, at Seth's apartment. I was his roommate, and he was doing World War III, so I was participating. In Except World War III. to Bachman, and so yes, this is well before. I was involved in any kind of East you See, I didn't,
0: know you of I didn't know you were a roommate Yeah, Seth. we were
2: roommates. Oh, you know my I mean? God. I can't even imagine that. I once
1: tried to clean their apartment. I so, can't even imagine. You know,
2: I mean, it wasn't, I mean, the art scene was kind of there. I mean, I meant, I, sure. I went to the opening of the pier on the west side and saw David's work there before yes. I met him. But, these were early works. But that's like with. one of the first kind of shows or whatever yeah. they went. When
0: just so our audience, because our audience may not be as knowledgeable, I mean, one of the first things David did was these, these drawings. On the walls, of these a lot abandoned. of our, yeah, a lot of, yeah, a lot of artists were down there. Went and to executed. the west side and did but this. David's huge, they, really got a lot of attention. Yeah, they
2: painted I mean, in, a, think, in this yeah. huge pier, yeah. and it was, just a, just under, a, it was a very underground yes. art yes. scene that happened over there. And yeah. they did sort of an opening, and that was the end because it drew the police's attention yeah. Yeah. to it. Yeah. So I was there at that thing, and the cops closed it down. Yes, but this is right before I met Marguerite. and Then when I met Marguerite, she was she had a re- rehearsal studio on Avenue A where there's a a, a seven seven Eleven right now. But she said, mm-hmm. oh, go around the corner and look at this little... There was a little gallery called Civilian Warfare. Mm-hmm. And I saw a show there, like Greer Langton's uh, mm-hmm. show about her sex change, mm-hmm. which blew my mind. Yeah. And then I went back. She goes, bring them your work to show them. So I went back with a rolled up bunch of my few pastel drawings that I had done and who was there the owner wasn't there but David Wanarovic was there Ah. hacking away at this thing like it was going to be one of his totem poles Mm -hmm. and he was like oh let me look at your stuff and he was like then he told the owner oh you should be showing James well I never did a show there but when Dean moved out of that space, we were actually looking for a place to live. To, to live, He goes, oh, you can have my old gallery. And that's how we ended up in the
0: gallery. Actually, we had the one on East Eleventh Street? You showed that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that.
1: We were walking home from We used to do a lot of club shows. Because mm-hmm. um, that goes to the ethic of, you know, music, art, Absolutely. life, all being one thing. Mm-hmm. So we had, we had just done this club show. And we were walking home in the middle of the night from the club show. And Dean said, oh, I love that show. Well, we which had he him was put in. him into mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And, uh, and he said, he, well, he said, we've just left our gallery. Do you want the keys? Bring the show there, and you can have the gallery.
0: Those were the days, my mm-hmm. friend. And uh, <laughs> So that was, you know. Where you just handed the keys? Yeah,
1: just handed us the keys on the street, you know, in the middle of the night, more or less. Well,
0: as I recall, at the opening of the start again show, uh, you had extension cords running to the apartment oh, above yeah, well, the gallery just so that we had. Unfortunately, they hadn't hour. paid the
2: electric bill, and we couldn't <laughs> seem to get the, our names onto the electric <laughs> thing, so it was really a problem. I and mean, we, yeah, the guy But you know, but the, the the in power.
1: those days, the late, I didn't remember that. The, shit. the neighbors were all lovely. And we made friends with yeah. our neighbors, and uh, they ran us a line. Well, so, I mean, the,
0: the term ground zero, I mean, the, these days, of course, for another generation, has a different connotation, and people think of the World Trade Center and the devastation there. But in those days, you calling that ground zero was an indication, number one, about the, really the urban destitution that the Lower East Side had, though though, it was an extraordinary community at all times because of this amazing, being a catch basin for both artists criminals and the dispossessed of all kind yes but it also was an incredible landscape for creativity but it just was you know it it was just a different world i don't know how to describe it i don't want to romanticize it because it was also full of drug addicts it was crazy with crime but you guys raised a kid down here yes and i it was it was really in many ways for myself i immediately felt at home here i mean i grew up in like mean, a middle class you know black dude but the Laurie the side spoke to me it really I really related to you, to other people that met, that you were trying to make a life in art. It was a different world. Some of those elements still remain, but some of the funnier aspects, of course, the ability that yeah, that someone could hand the keys over you to a space uh, It was really amazing. And then after that, you opened on uh Tenth Street, that's where I showed yes, it, right. in that yes. space there.
1: yes. And that was lovely, because we were right across the road from Tompkins Square Park. Mm -hmm. Uh, And again, you know, the world outside kept creeping into the gallery, you know, Mm -hmm. and the idea at that time, you know, there were openings happening at at various galleries around us, and uh, we'd go from one to the next, Mm. you know, even at times I would leave my own gallery to go to another opening, because it was such a great interchange of artistic community, and each gallery had its own little family, I mean... So once you belong to ground zero, baby, you were part of our nest, you know, you were and, in. <laughs> and I certainly
0: did I branch I mean, I recall at the time that I mean I didn't have any money and my social life on Thursday, Friday, Saturday night was to I mean either open up the village voice and see where other openings are exactly. and I would wander from one end of the, the of yeah, these the wine and cheese and, and have a little and, 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 to, and yeah, because, you know, true. the people that you showed with in some other group show were either yes, showing yes. at their own gallery or some yes, yes. space that they've taken over.
1: Uh, you know, it was more like hanging out with the neighbors, yeah, you know, yeah. so we had our base and then we'd go hang out with our neighbors and they'd come to us. And, and we were
2: also on a street level. Know? So you had, especially having a, a young baby, yeah, that had, you know, we very had important. some access to to friends and they'd mm-hmm. come in and hang. And so were, yes, we weren't yes, isolated. Yeah. We were yeah, I mean, isolated, I have
1: to say, then. you know, I had an image of, of myself, was my baby sort of hanging on my skirt, painting, and you know <laughs> and it was going to be like that
0: urban pioneer, <laughs> you know, but um,
1: well, more like a sort of you know an 18th century French woman painter, <laughs> it was a little more glamorous, and uh, and to some extent it didn't work out how I wanted it to, but by the other token. James and I used to put a big canvas up in the back of the gallery mm. and do collaborations. Sure. And all of our arguments would go onto on that, and we'd erase a bit and paint onto it. Well, and then I'd give Crosby a paintbrush, and he'd go along the bottom. That lower yeah, level, and, and that like would keep hole. him very <laughs> happy, you know. And it would be like this fabulous range of marks along uh, the bottom. Once again, this
0: incredible them. melding of life and art. Yeah, um, yeah. And, and shortly after that, from about right after eighty-five or so. Me and my two roommates, Janet Gillespie and Patty Harris, we started 108 and East Village Review, where we started reviewing shows as this scene kind of exploded into a more professionally oriented. I mean, it was always some professionalism, but it really was more about just having a platform to show. It was. It was
1: a place to give voice. And, you know, and I mean, for me, coming out of the punk ethic into that world. Um, you know, which it was a slight its a little post-punk, let's say. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a slightly yes, different thing. point. Mm-hmm. More sophisticated in some respects, but uh, still bringing that immediacy of, of uh, having a statement to say without much um, money, without yes. much mm-hmm. energy. Uh, of you know outside outside of some like you know
0: validated mainstream not purely for commercial motivation absolutely not because i have i have something that i think yeah should be seen and talked about yeah
1: absolutely it gives artists the um,
2: ability to do to transform the gallery you know particularly marguerite pushed the the idea of installations and and you know literally every month the gallery is painted a different color and completely and
0: stuff put up there really not necessarily for sale.
1: Fairly. Mm. So. Mm. Mm. Very rarely.
0: <laughs> tell us about um, and we're going to get to the late child in a minute, but tell us about the comic strip Ground Zero. Well, because I also think that this is an important strip that needs to be collected and, and republished. Well, how, how long did it go on and when did it start? Well, it
1: hasn't stopped, has it, really? I guess it hasn't, you well, know. We can't use that
0: name anymore, so <laughs> we call that's, it that's formerly me. Ground Zero. You know, uh, yeah, about, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess now, I mean, it means uh, something else to another generation, yeah, but we I'm not sure you should abandon it, abandoned it the completely. The
2: ISBN number would, you know, it would be, fall into this big pile of Ground Zero books, <laughs> 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 so we need to work on that. But Maybe know,
0: Ground Zero, it. you know, you know, before. I hear
1: about Ground Zero Which was, you know, again as a sort of sci-fi autobiographical uh, extravaganza that included all our friends at any given moment in (laughs) you and um, and but we sat down deliberately to break every rule we could think of, Mm. so we broke every rule on the page we wanted to like completely point to the fact that we were doing comics that this was a comic this wasn't a fake world you entered into hmm. we, so it was very so self- it was in the east village <laughs> yeah, it it really, yeah. yeah. first yeah but we also very, very had an idea that we wanted to put it in different in different venues because we didn't ever want it to be exactly the same mm-hmm. having to go along with this idea of breaking sure. sequential mm-hmm. comics and so it was radical i mm-hmm. mean whether it was successful in terms of Uh, getting seen by a lot of people probably more than we thought in some respects because it was in so many different places but whether it registered, it's a whole long now. Do you have them
0: all? I mean, well, we do, do, do and they're all
2: done. done. Some of yeah. them are done for tabloid yeah. size. Some of yeah. them are done for smaller magazines. Yeah. Some of them are in color. Some of them are black and
1: white. Yeah. Some of them are
0: yeah. photographic. Some of them never got
1: printed. Yeah, uh-huh. and, the, and we got a them, lot of
0: yeah. material. You hear it, that, publishers out there? I mean, really, this is not only a great aesthetic accomplishment, but this is really, I think, one of the extraordinary documents about the It would have to be about a, a the format, kind of a
2: format melange. It, it's of, a challenge. It's a challenge.
0: But we'll talk about yeah, that we'll, yeah. we'll talk about that at another time soon, but, um, soon, come, soon yeah, absolutely yeah. absolutely. I've, yeah, obviously I've been bugging you guys about this for years shortly uh, well that um, and obviously Seven Miles a Second I mean these were these were two this was uh, Seven Miles a Second was a project that sort of obsessed me for years before you were able to get it published when it originally was published in its first form, it was about nineteen. Well, it started in
2: 86. I okay. drew the first part. We actually uh-huh. went to Belgium. I drew the first part in uh-huh. Belgium after working it out with David to some degree. Mm-hmm. Then I did the second part back here in New York, but he was he had been diagnosed with AIDS, so he was very busy with his whole, you know, very controversial mm-hmm. career. And then he did see the first two parts done, but he passed away mm-hmm. before the final part mm-hmm. was done. So there was, like, literally, like... I mean, it was like eighty six, I think ninety three. It was mm-hmm. finally published. So there was quite a, a by, of span people, of years. By all people, DC Comics. So yeah, still well, that was a, by, still sort
0: of astonished. I, mean, I have that a was Jeanette. Was that a, was Jeanette. There was, was a we should, of, we should point out that she, Jeanette Conference. She was amazing in so many ways. As the, 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 X the X former our president people sent, sent of Jeanette DC on Comics,
2: on to look at the work, but she
0: was, was right. a visionary in the true sense of the word. I mean, you know, I mean, I I'm still always astonished that DC published it. We had a pile of rejection letters from almost every publisher. I tried my and. And I, I tried to book publishers who were yeah, yeah, interested, yeah, yeah. but just didn't know what to make of it. I kept all those. Before, letters. <laughs> before we go on to more, just, I'd rather have you guys say for for people who may not be familiar with Seven Miles a Second, would you tell them what it is? Well, it's a basically an account
2: of David's life, and I worked it out with him, and he wanted to show like it's a it's a three part structure. So at the beginning, he's a young, very young, like preteen. Actually, as a rent boy up on mm-hmm. the yeah, Square, yeah, yeah. having gay sex with older men.
0: Yeah, from India. That's, yeah, that's so a horrendous. Horrendous. <laughs> to story. survive.
2: The second part is him a little older, maybe like eighteen, mm-hmm. nineteen, homeless in in you know New mm-hmm. York City, going through kind of passing between dreams and reality. Mm-hmm. And then the final part was him supposed to be. He wanted to draw himself. He wanted me to do him as he was at the time. And you know, suffering he, from AIDS, we had suffering from AIDS, and he we had still conversations, mm-hmm. you know, as to what he was doing. But he he passed away before I actually was able to get down to doing it. I wasn't able mm-hmm. to meet with him at the end, so mm-hmm. I had to go by what we we discussed. His his boyfriend gave me access to his final journals, and I drew you know, I went to his house and drew the look. i mean, so yeah, I yeah, think very exactingly drawn to specific locations. You know, it, it's David as close as I could get. So, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a pretty specific biography, in which the, the actual writer and protagonist dies at the yeah. end of the book. So, I don't know how many books come out like
0: that. It's but anchored in a in a in a in a historical period. It's um, hallucinatory and its and right. its impact uh, uh, as it kind of marches along with. The effects of age. I think I thought that I was going to color it myself, but in the end, what happened was
2: Marguerite, uh, you know, had New David as well as I did, and and she had some, you know... Uh, for some reason, we just said, oh, let's try and see what happens with Marguerite colors, and what she did was so completely apart from what I would have expected, and it was magnificent, and I went, that's it, let's just go for it, and she colored it. And what she did really became so important and integral to what the final product mm-hmm. was, that she really became the third co-author yeah. in this. And, mm-hmm. and she incorporated certain aspects of David's palette and her own knowledge of him mm-hmm. and her own emotional response to become mm-hmm. very, very,
0: very significant. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I remember at one point uh, you, you, you guys were part of a uh, uh, presentation that um, I was involved with called Comics Decode, oh, right. uh, where this was me, Paul Pope, uh, Jessica Abel, uh, Matt, Matt Madden, Madden yeah, yeah um am i leaving someone charles out? Burns. Um, burns charles burns wasn't charles no no yeah, it wasn't charles yeah, yeah, he was there. well he was charles that also. oh he was there that night yes, yes. he yes. was there that particular but there was a group Think of us john lewis maybe there was a group We're of us there. that started we did a number of artists actually including uh yes that yes that night actually yeah actually i've yeah, forgotten yeah, who else yeah. was there tonight but we did this over a course of a while it was a really early version of basically enabling yeah. comics artists to do readings and we projected their comics on a screen and we brought them out to read And We originally, the first one we did was actually at... Um um, uh, what's the bar right here on Houston? In, uh, no, no, we did the one in Brooklyn. Maybe. You did the one in Brooklyn. You, you did the one there where we were at Galapagos, I believe it yes, was. yes it was Galapagos. But um, we did the first one here. I'm, I'm blanking out. It's first the, time the I The great, great bar on Attorney Jessica Street in East Houston. Houston. Why can I? Why am I not the uh, Parkside? Parkside. Parkside. Said, yeah. That was the oh, first God. one we did. Um, but we did a number <laughs> of these. including at SBA, and we did several at the Galapagos because it was a perfect yeah, situation—a bar with a stage. Perfect. But, um, uh, but this was a an effort that we organized early on and this was what was this in the 90s early 90s or something yeah. like that had to be when we first started yeah. doing that um, I, I, there's so much to cover and I want to get to the late child but the, the the two of you have done so much you've been the director of How. The, the annual East uh, uh, yes. uh, uh, arts festival here on the Lower East Side. You being Marguerite. Uh, <laughs> you both, uh, after raising a, a, an extraordinary little dude here on the Lower East Side, you both went to the Borough Manhattan Community College. Uh, back at, a, you know, at their, after, in addition to everything else you've done, uh, and now you've kind of come through the academic maze to a certain extent. You're in a... Columbia. Now you're in Columbia. You're in a Ph.D. program uh, yeah. in French. At yes. uh, the, the yes. Kennedy Grad School. Um, you, yeah. You're like a critic, you know, without portfolio. You're like issuing your broadsides from the hooded utilitarian and other places. Yeah, Comics Journal. And Comics Journal Weekly and Publishers and Weekly, yeah, Weekly sorry, as I'm well. Yeah. Uh, really one of our valued um, uh, yeah. Q&A interview artists. What? I mean, you guys have done it all. Not, Not really. Well, I said that to embarrass you, uh, but but clearly, um, you know, I love you guys. I'm you're working
1: on my comeback. Now I'm just kidding.
0: You're, 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 well, I just think you're a model of uh, just of creative personalities, and and you're and, and you're still creating work of great power. Uh, and on that note, uh, I, I'm going to shift this back to the present day uh, because what I really do want to do is it's talk about this book, The Late Child. Uh, you both. I, I mean, I saw bits and pieces of it early on. Um, you know, we, you, it, it, James has got another book of short stories that seems to have disappeared from discussion. We'll have to get to that at another oh, yeah, point. Yeah, that one, yeah. But, um... I did the post uh, that, uh, and that's a whole other You've point. heard a little bit about the beginnings of the book. Uh, 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 it, 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 the book opens in the aftermath, I guess, of the, the Nazi bombings of, yeah. of, 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 of Portsmouth. So, you said a little bit about that. Um... There is this incredible sequence uh, that recreates your mother going in front of this this tribunal. I don't even know what you want to call like she it. She used
1: to call it a tribunal. And, and one of the things I think that makes... I, I mean, for me, I'm quite happy with some of the storytelling, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it's my mother's voice.
0: Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: all of the things that she says are things that she would say. And yeah. She mm-hmm. was recounting through trauma... So she remembered these different things, and she would tell me these stories. So her trauma sort of became my trauma. Mm. And uh,
0: There's also a sequence that, uh, I mean, there's so many things I want to talk about in this book, but uh, there's also an extraordinary sequence about a, a stalker, if for want of a better thing to call him. I mean, I, you know, I, we don't have to talk about the outcome of it or anything, but... Uh, James always laughs. How does it. that, how did you, I mean... The, the, <laughs>
1: James laughs because there's a line in it that he really likes. There's a
2: man. <laughs> yeah, it's terrifying. I mean, uh,
0: yeah. it really outlines. Uh, I, I mean, can you? Dis- I don't want to, uh, be it to be a spoiler, but can you? Uh, maybe uh, you. But I've seen you, you. You do it in readings. Yes. Uh, uh, describe a little bit about what it is. I mean, you realize that. Uh, well,
1: it starts. Somebody was a... going to
0: get you out to get
1: you. Yes, I do. I mean, it starts off with a sort and of and perhaps idyllic... kill you. Yeah, it starts off with an idyllic. Piece of storytelling about two little girls, mm-hmm. me and my little friends, which sets up, you know, what I, that I don't expect anything to happen. Yeah, and then it sort of puts me into this situation of vulnerability and somebody watching mm-hmm. me and trying yeah. to abduct me. And um, I'm still here, so I guess yeah. there's a spoiler. And it's, at it's the end an amazing
0: sequence. That. So you'll, you'll have to buy the book to find well, out. What is amazing uh, is
2: how Marguerite puts, yes, her voice. She writes in the mind of this man who's. Mm-hmm. Really trying to be, well, do something fun. horrible to her, so to her able ability to to get into the mind the of somebody else is really
0: amazing. The sense of terror and and also the sense of determination to survive, yeah, uh, is is vivid uh, in that sequence. Um, but there is much much more. I mean, one of the most amazing, uh, more amazing sequences of the book, of course, is your description of the English countryside and uh, and I think I wrote a little piece on thing about it, about the book being about. Um, a, a, a young woman alive to an amazing world evoked all around her. Um, the, these these images and these sequences of you there are are they're wonderful for their ability to capture an amazing amount of detail.
1: Well, thank you. I've been. Mean, it's you know,
0: vividly remembered.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Yes, well, <laughs> I'm just I'm not the only <laughs> okay, one to but, say it.
1: Um, well, how you did know, you two
0: work together on 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 you know? recapturing these memories?
1: Um, Well, so I I gave James the text, and I really, I mean, I have a great love for the countryside, you know, and I think it comes across in in my writing. And I do, I love every single piece of Mm -hmm. it, and it's vividly remembered, you know, to me. And then James, you know, one of the great things about working with James is, I know he gets it, Mm -hmm. and I know he can do it, and there's nothing I can put in front of him or wouldn't put in front of him, sort of, there's a crowd, which, you know, nobody wants to have that as, as <laughs> given to the virus. It's
0: not too much James can't do that but I've ever seen it. as far as drawing. Oh, no, I mean, there so, are limits, can though. Do so, it. I, mean, yeah, I
2: mean, i got to say that in, in the case of comics, that what you want to do is you, you really need to believe what you're doing in order to put that across the audience. Now, if I hadn't had been to to Portsmouth as as I spent I went several times with Marguerite to Portsmouth, so I knew Portsmouth somewhat. I also knew her mother quite well. And I was able to draw them with some kind of conviction. I also grew up in the country myself. I mean, I was actually a farm boy, so mm. to a certain extent. That's what you're so from upstate New York, right? I know, well, I'm in New York. I've been in New York for since you know since I came of age. Mm. But I did grow up there, so I do yeah. know what it's like to be out there. So, and i have also been to France enough to uh, to be able to draw these things with conviction. You know, it, it, there's there's things that you can you know there's things I would turn down because. I haven't been there mm-hmm. I don't really know it mm-hmm. and it's like I, I do think you need to have some sort of very very tangible thing to draw from so mm-hmm. that it really helped mm-hmm. that I, I can believe in what Marguerite was doing and convey that hopefully convey but that I
1: mean the, the reason yeah. one of the reasons I wrote that sequence to be there was because without you know without hitting people over the head by what it did to me to be born out of wedlock I hate you know the word mm-hmm. is illegitimate that they use in England sure. which is a horrible word. sure bastard, you know, you get all yeah. of that. It's, mm-hmm. it's, you know, and it wasn't a happy thing. So, but when when you're in the country, you have the opportunity to be authentic. There's nobody looking at you. There's no mm-hmm. judgment on you. So you get to be yourself mm-hmm. exactly. And I think for a lot of people, especially young women, you know, we like mm-hmm. to be in, in these, like, moments of freedom. Um, and so I wanted to really talk about that. And then, of course, later on, when I have this horrible experience that happens yeah. to me, you know, it puts puts into contrast really deeply, you know, how precarious it is for a young, for a young mm-hmm. girl.
0: Sure. As you get older in the book, um, you uh, spent summers in France. I did. Um, and the same kinds of things we're talking about, I think, are, are repeated, though different, maybe with a, a slightly different emphasis. Uh, I, I was struck by the descriptions of food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and obviously, as you grow into your own since, uh, sexuality, yeah, um, uh, the uh, you know the, a sort of classic level of flirtation uh, and possibility. Well, what, uh, as what you grow the, older. one of the
1: funny things for me is that um, when I, in the original draft that I that we that I wrote, um, the boy on the beach who is in the mm-hmm. story, you know, my mm-hmm. little flirtation mm-hmm. was, was a bad boy you know he had a
0: <laughs> well girls never like bad boys yeah, yeah right and, uh, <laughs> and, and then James
1: turned to look so angelic so we had a bit of back and forth
0: I had like, to add a cigarette to him depictions here there we go <laughs> so this is
1: well, that's one of the only places because I, I, I liked it so much what he did and I looked at it and I kept thinking yeah, he's so sweet. No, oh, he yeah.
2: Had no, no, no. He wasn't.
1: No, James, that just dawned on me. No, he was a bad boy. He wasn't you sweet. Yeah, <laughs> he wasn't sweet. You know, I, I wasn't right for the bad boy. So yes, but then the cigarette had to go in the mouth, and, and that was you have to fun. fight
2: the you know the urge to be sentimental and cute. I mean, uh, it's, it's, it's yeah, but,
0: yeah, but but along with the, uh, um, the, the 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 record of your your close friend. Uh, there is, there are these lovingly rendered sequences of eating. <laughs> They're yeah, so. Wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I
1: love food. So it's a really spongy, real I'm, back,
0: I'm putting together am I'm, I'm, and Heidi and I are putting together a story now about food and comics. We're going to start doing, and Why I'm do going to. I'm going to. I'm going to try to. I'm trying to use some comics also that maybe aren't specifically about food, but also render it really well. And certainly, uh, the late child is one of them. Yeah. Uh, the meals. Uh, you really go into a great deal, including a sequence where. What you're eating has a really powerful symbolic um, mark of your own sense of yourself and of maturity well, later in the book yes spoiler, there's
1: spoiler alert so yeah I know so you uh, don't
0: you don't have to talk about I, I that I won't but, talk about it but, but you know the, food, but it's I a mean, key is, key point in the book food is I think. how
1: we relate to people as well as you know yeah. um, how, you know. so we socialize with people but we can also debate people over food you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. but I mean I just we
2: were just in France and boy let me
0: tell you we just
1: ate <laughs> our way <laughs> through France I mean we could just do a narrative about eating our way through France
0: well the sections of the Book that will really make you hungry once you start eating for sure <laughs> yeah, and right. and just That's and sort of aware <laughs> in some ways of how impoverished your own personal diet may be in comparison to these yeah. amazing yeah. meals in the french countryside yeah um so, you know
1: i mean i love the french and and you know some of my most visceral memories though are things that people may not necessarily find endearing which which for me, you know, we would be in the back of a car. Everybody had been drinking the night before. So, you know, they're all sort of slightly smelling of of (laughs) stale liquor and smoking French cigarettes back in the day when you smoked in the car with the kids. (laughs) And very strong. And the garlic. Yes, yeah. (laughs) And the garlic. And then we'd be carrying some kind of food with us. It was, you know, so... This was part of your overall experience. Yeah,
2: well, it was foreign. As a technical challenge in comics, <laughs> I'd say that to render senses that are not yeah. usually, you know, I mean, it really was mm. very, very challenging mm. to pull that off. So I hope, I hope we did. I, I, yeah, well, I know it's there in Marguerite's writing, but to draw it was like, how do you make it look that juicy? It's, it's hard. <laughs> yes. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. And we had some fun with the color on that because, you know, the, the, uh, the decision was whether to color you Know to the object, you know, it's like it's a brown potato, we will color it brown, or whether to to go with the suggestion of lavender, the smell of Mm -hmm. lavender, Uh, yeah, to
0: to actually call it the the sense of smell, (laughs) yeah, 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 Yeah.
1: going into it. And James would look at me sometimes and go, Oh my god, how am I, you know, what what am I doing (laughs) with this, you know, what is this, you know. So then we had to have a little exploration of of the food itself. In the house, you know, yeah, which is great.
0: <laughs> but certainly, that as the book progresses and you're uh, you're in France, we see a new you emerging—a very smart, very sophisticated-looking young woman. Uh, uh, I believe the, the last section of the book is set during the Paris riots, right of '68. Yes, a really yes. critical time in the culture. I mean, it really, I guess, in global Western culture, as sort of uh, young generations sort of confronted. Uh, their own sort of reality, capitalism, and, and their parents' view of the world, I guess as generations tend to do. Um,
1: well, we were taking it all on board, and uh, Katrine's family had an apartment out in Vincennes, which was pretty much one of the other areas in Paris where everything moved. Mm-hmm. So um, all the scholars and the students went to Vincennes. That was one of the big, you know, mm-hmm. and it remained. Were
0: you studying there? Or, I mean, no, the book I, isn't clear on that. No, You're just there. <laughs> I, yeah,
1: I had a little girlfriend that I started visiting. Like a
0: preteen, really. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I started visiting Katrina when I was about 11. Mm. And um, we met in England, and we got hit it off. And honestly, my mother was sort of glad, partly because of the circumstance of my birth, when I wasn't around because it was less complicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, um, so I would go off for the summer. I uh, Katrine would come, and, you know, kids out of your hair kind sure, of thing. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So it double levels of what was going on there. So the, these were long, you know, when the first time I went, I was 11, and um, I didn't speak a word of French. I was there for five weeks with nobody that spoke English. So always very intense. Hmm. So this was a big part of my growing up hmm. eating this different food and you know becoming myself and um, and developing some backbone. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Which I already kind of uh, had.
0: <laughs> 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 well, um, well, it, it's a, as we as we uh, uh, as the book ends, uh, it it obviously lends itself to the next question: is can we expect another? another volume another episode a continuing memoir well yes yes okay <laughs> scoop right. i'm looking um, for a you're scoop getting here. The scoop <laughs> i mean
1: there's two things for myself i want to continue through my teens and and mm. even touch a little bit back on on my childhood um everyone asked me for you know what about the clash so uh, i'm starting to think uh, about a way to make that interesting and you know, because it wasn't just The Clash. You know, yeah. I was there with, you know, mm-hmm. Susie and the Banshees yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. the Sex Pistols and sure. the, the mm-hmm. Slits are Great Friends. Sure. Uh-huh. So, you know, but how do you make that story interesting and take it out, yeah. out of being just a van ride or mm-hmm. in the back of a dressing room? And, you know, um, so I'm coming up with ideas. Well, that's your job. That. We, it's yeah. our
0: job to read it once yeah. you've finished it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I with, <laughs> you and James. I lived with two,
1: <laughs> two brothers in a squat for a while who uh. had um, just come out of jail. which I didn't know when I moved in, but they weren't. (laughs) Don't give the whole story. (laughs) The way they let me, well, there's other parts to it, of course, but the way they let me stay there was I would go out, because they never left the house. I would Mm. go out at night and go to these clubs and do the whole
0: rock and roll thing. And Mm. then
1: in the morning, they'd give me breakfast and I'd tell them the story. So I think we might have the bones of us. Well, yeah,
0: well, yeah. You're this incredible like messenger
2: storyteller here. <laughs>
1: that was. Yeah.
2: Um, so while Marguerite's working on writing that, I'm going to just finish my yes. post York book, which goes with, yes, I do. which yes. comes with Crosby's music. Yes, I, which, so I'm turning that, which into, was nominated right. for an Eisner Award, yeah, and now we're finishing. I'm finishing it as a full. Hardcover oh. book for for, uh, for uncivilized? uncivilized books. And a I'm also working publisher. on the definitive Storanko book, oh, yes when looking, we working working yes, we talked about that Yes, absolutely. bit that'll keep me busy while Margie's writing. of a little bit of
1: going to be really a yeah, um, just it's a fan book a it really goes into depth that, you know, mm-hmm. about... And sort of yeah. academic... On an academic yeah. or... Work no, and... it's not even that. I think it's even more interesting than that. I, you know, I hate mm-hmm. to use the word academic because it might turn people off. It, well, it's the mm-hmm. definitive theory. It's a really good story. read, mm-hmm. you know.
2: So he that, Post really York, well. and that's it, and then Margie's work and other and we'll, we'll yeah. I mean,
0: I think it's really so. remarkable that in, in, you know, besides being completely immersed in sort of, you know what we have left of a, of a bohemian, avant-garde, experimentalist art culture that you came out of. I mean, you've been extraordinary in your, uh, with traditional co- comics artists. I mean, you, you're Jack Kirby. you lo- I mean, we all love Jack Kirby, but from the earliest point, you, you had an, if I may use the word again, an almost academic uh, fascination with his, his style, his life, his work. Uh, you're the first person that ever told me about the crazy no, Argosy uh, story I mean you know I, thought, I heard about that from you I'm
2: writing a, an essay for Charles Hatfield's exhibition of Kirby that's going to be oh yeah the, uh, year, uh, so. the comics
0: academic academic, yeah, yeah, academic, yeah, academic. the mission, I mean, one, a big show of that yeah. Yeah. Mean, so yeah
2: that can... continues and you mm. know he, the Kirby yeah. family settled with Marvel mm. and that's a good yeah. thing that that finally is resolved I mean, you
0: recently did uh, a, a wonderful interview for us about Hugo Pratt
2: right Hugo Pratt's finally coming to mm-hmm. America and getting some kind of a decent treatment mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I I also want to do a book about Alex Toth at some point, Mm -hmm. but I'm also Mm -hmm. talking to a lot of these younger artists. I mean, the comics is a really good place right now. There's a lot of, it's It's a a very vital energy in the comic community between the graphic novel and the alt-lit, you know, Mm -hmm. comics. It's just, it's becoming a, a fully... Fully developed literary form, yes, a beautiful art, and it's crossing into the galleries. It's crossing into culture in mm-hmm. so many ways. Yeah, and and you've think, been a spearhead of that. Yeah, colony, well, I tried, say. Yes. And well. I
1: think the other thing that that um, <laughs> we're able to bring to the table, James, is particularly uh, pioneered is the aspect of um, the visual art, which oftentimes. Mm-hmm. The writer gets so much attention, yes, and the writing and the narrative gets so much attention without making that connection yes. with the art. And he's really uniquely able to do that. In, and I me think and that's a few that's other guys
0: very, like yes, Frank Santora really talk his about yeah. stuff. Yeah, like yeah. That. But, and this this should be clear, but very often isn't that you know we talk about how comics is the seamless connection of words and pictures, but so often we find that somehow or other, uh, whoever is the writer or who is credited with the writing is sort of, you know, uh, gets president over everything. You also are everything. the perfect yeah. person,
2: because being an artist yourself, and also being a, a writer, you, you are able to see the dovetailing of the two mediums that is unique to comics. It, it's in there in film, but in comics is very, very tangible, interchange between words. We try
0: film, to be, a, so. It's certainly a Publishers Weekly, we try to be very clear that, it's a, it takes two, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and to not sort of just drop the right the the, the artist, yeah, uh, but really the, these this is this is an ideal this is a great the great collaboration that we talk about in arts, so um, so this is all good. So have I left anything out? No, <laughs> just, I,
1: I would just say this that um, for me to color James is actually really fun and it uh, has happened in a different way because I did some coloring for DC and other people mm-hmm. in the past. He. We will discuss how much space he's going to leave me Mm -hmm. going in, which is to say, you know, he'll leave me white space and say, I know you're going to do this, you know. Mm -hmm. But one of the great things for me this time, which I really loved, was that he really did all of the dark you know, sort of film noir sequence hmm. with all the blacks, yeah. and that was great for me to have fun. You know, you left work. room within that, you, like and, yeah. you did, mm-hmm. and you did, and you did. But it was like a really interesting thing to you know to work around all these blacks this you time. You do
0: need to work with the blacks though when you're doing something yeah. that dark. So,
1: I mean. so yeah. it was really so. There's yeah. you know, like different things to think about. You know, yeah. with with the color and working together.
0: Well, you know, I, obviously, I could talk with you two for another hour easily. Um, I we I haven't talked much about. I mean, you showed at Grace. Borgenick for years your gallery uh, i i had the great pleasure of writing about some of your gallery work uh you We're you both uh, showing at Dorian Gray Gallery down here oh that's right you're showing it on on uh, on 9th street uh marguerite yeah. has a whole academic career now that i only barely knew about she's <laughs> obviously in the graduate program at CUNY um you she you've published books
1: um, yeah, yeah we uh, both went back to, to columbia yeah. and got our BAs together.
0: In
2: film studies
1: he carried my Masters. books. That's
2: she's in, she's uh, worked on a PhD in French. So yeah. you know, we there's just so we we're not stopping,
0: as you know. we say uh, on this program, which of course is its name. But there's always more to come. But uh, thanks to the both of you for being thank on more to so come. Thank, thank you, you for Calvin, so much, and I mean, thank you for all it.
1: of your service to comics over the years, because we know from where you came. To <laughs> you, you know,
0: and we will end on that note.